Paul and Angie Lingzo, founders of the Lingzo Fitness Academy, bring you the missing piece. Mission, mindset, and mechanics for your complete transformation. As creators of the Anti-Diet Mindset Reprogram, Paul and Angie have all the missing pieces you need to make the leap to your best life. Welcome to the missing piece. Fake it till you make it. What do you guys think about that phrase? Is it bullshit? Is it a bullshit phrase? Or is that something that all the most successful people in the world do? Welcome back to the missing piece, everybody. That is exactly what I'm going to be talking about today is what is, what is my new, I have a renewed understanding of the phrase, fake it till you make it. And I think maybe, maybe the wording isn't the best, but I think there's a lot of substance to it depending on how you view certain words. So what am I even talking about? Well, I'll elaborate on the show. But before we get into it, I want to make sure you know that you can head over to missingpeacepodcast.com. You can see everything we got going on over there. Uh, if you want to know what our programs are like to be coached by us, if you want to jump into our free Facebook group where we do trainings every week, if you want to follow us on Instagram and uh, other socials, we'd be happy to have you. Angie's YouTube is up there as well. Now, all that being said, I would love it if you could head over to you know iTunes and just leave a review. It helps other people find the podcast. If you can just share a few sentences about the value you found in it, that would mean the world to me. All right. Anyway, so let's talk about fake it till you make it. So this is um, this is a phrase that was originally told to me in, in the corporate world, right? The sales world. They would say fake it till you make it. Like basically, you just act successful until you are successful. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot to unpack there. You know, a lot of times people envision, well, does that mean like you buy clothes that you can't afford and you buy cars that you can't afford to try and impress people into being successful? And there's the old, you know, there's the, you know, sort of the stereotype of people who do that sort of thing where they just live a lifestyle that they can't afford in order to convince people that they're already able to afford it, which supposedly somehow opens doors for them to actually be able to afford it. And, you know, I'm not sure if that's exactly how it works, but there is, there is some truth to it. There is some truth to the phrase, to the, to the phrase anyway, or there's some truth to the, to the order of operations. Let me call it. There's some truth to the order of operations. And so what do I mean by that? Well, there is an, an internal shift has to happen first before the external shift happens. And so another, another way that um, this was told to me was that when I was in the room with people, prospective clients who, you know, it, it, there was a lot of money on the line, right? So there's a, there's a big contract or a big sale on the line. My manager told me, my sales manager told me, act like you've been there before. So don't act all nervous, right? Don't act like this is a big deal for you. Just casually, this is another Tuesday. Let's close it up and go, go to lunch, right? And I was like, well, how in the Sam hell can I act like I've been here before if I've never been here before? Oh, okay. So this is where it gets good. Because now that was, shit, that was... 15 years ago, maybe, maybe not quite 15. That was like 12 years ago, 13 years ago that I was told that and I just didn't understand it. And now, now having come full circle through owning my own businesses and through just all the personal growth that's come along with that, here's what I've learned. And here's where this is valid. And here's where it might shape your behavior. The internal shift has to happen first. 
And so this is a concept I've talked about before, but I'm going to talk about it again. The world is a mirror. What you process internally, what you process internally is what you project and what you project into the external world, the external world mirrors back to you. So when my boss told me, Hey man, act like you've been here before. What he was saying was, can you envision yourself as the type of person who closes these deals all day long? Can you envision yourself as the person who's going to win this business and then fulfill on it so that this customer has an amazing experience and buys again and increases their buy? Who is that person? Who do you have to become? And you can think about it, and, and we're visual creatures, so a lot of times when we are sort of looking into the future and envisioning our, our, our lives in the future, we have a visual representation in our head. And that's good. That, I mean, that's a good start. Like, if, especially if you can dissociate from yourself and, and sort of view yourself like a movie, you know, what kind of clothes do you wear? Um, what kind of car are you driving? How, you know, watch yourself interact with people. What do those interactions look like? These, these are good things. These are good things to visualize. But I think more importantly... You have to look at what does that version of me in order to accomplish those things? What does that person believe about themselves? Maybe what are their values? Are they scared of going into that boardroom and asking for the sale? Or are they going in there confident because they know they can fulfill on it and they've done this a hundred times before. And so when my, when my old boss was telling me like, Hey man, act like you've been here before. I could have used a little bit of tactical help to say, hey, what that means is, and he probably didn't know this, but like he understood it, but he didn't, he wouldn't be able to articulate it, is go into the future. See yourself as the person who's capable of crushing this. And not only to go along with that visual representation, you need to really look internally and what does that person believe about themselves? What are their values? And you need to internalize all those things and bring them into the present. And if you can become the person now internally, if you can shift your values to belief in yourself that you are able to handle this, if you can shift your beliefs to believe that you deserve to win, if you give yourself permission to be the winner, if you can do that now, even before you have crushed it even before you have had the victory, but you can become the person who believes the same as, as, as that future version of yourself. You will ultimately build that into your external world that will become your reality. And so the question is, is that faking it till you make it? Is that fake it till you make it? I don't, I don't think it's faking it because you can't fake who you are inside. You cannot fake that, right? If you're still, if you still don't believe that you can become that, if you still don't believe that you deserve that success, no amount of external behavior, no amount of external behavior will change that internal belief. It won't. But if you believe, if you believe in yourself, or if you, if you are able to change your beliefs and make that internal shift, then then your external behaviors will change to be in alignment with that person. And your behaviors are what actually dictate your outcome. Your behaviors are what actually dictate your outcome. Think about that. You can think all day long, but thinking with, but thinking with misaligned behaviors isn't going to lead to the outcome you want. So I can think about being jacked all day long, 
right? I can think about being a world record power lifter. But if my behavior is sitting on the couch eating Cheetos, it's not going to happen. So the point is you need to bring into alignment the internal values, the internal perceptions, the, ex- and the external behaviors. And if you can do that, the behaviors is what will lead to the outcome. And so it's not really faking it because you can't fake who you are. But you can short circuit the process by starting to think about what do I value? What do I believe? Why do I deserve this? And a lot of times, so a lot of times people talk about belief in self, and I know that I just did a second ago, and that's fine. Believing yourself is important. Believing that you can win is important, I guess. But I think it's, it's infinitely more important to believe that you deserve to win and to believe in Aaron to give yourself permission to win and to give yourself permission to view yourself that way. Because there's this whole, a lot of what holds people back. There's this whole thing in our society about if you, about being humble and I'm not saying humility is obviously humility is a virtue. That's not what I'm saying, but there's this whole thing about if you are, we don't want to be self-centered. We don't want to be narcissistic. We don't, we don't want to, you know, have people think that we think that we're better than them. And there's these weird, like little scripts that play in people's heads and what those little scripts do, little thought viruses, what they do is they hold you back from giving yourself permission to actually be the winner. They hold you back from giving yourself permission or they keep you from believing that you deserve it. It's like, why me? Why do I deserve to be a world champion? Why do I deserve a million dollars, right? Why do I deserve six pack abs? I'm just a blank. I'm just a mom. I'm just a dad. I don't need that. Who am I to want that? These are the beliefs. These are the internal processes that will hold you back. And so when we say, I mean, I'm just going to ditch fake to make it. But what I am saying is if you can make that internal shift first, if you can find a reason to believe that you deserve to have everything you want in life, if you can give yourself permission to go after it, and if you can give yourself permission to become the version of yourself who is able of achieving it, then your behaviors will come into alignment without you even trying. And once your behaviors come into alignment with those desires and that permission, the result is inevitable. So it is an internal shift first. How does it happen? Like, I, I know... I mean, that's kind of pie in the sky, right? It's, it's kind of pie in the sky. Like, what does that even mean? An internal shift? How do I, how do I give myself permission to do something or to become someone I, when I've denied myself that permission unconsciously for years? When I've believed my whole life I'm not deserving of that, how do I just simply flip a switch? Listen, there's, there's two ways that I do it. Now, three. And these are all logical Right? These are logical and conscious, so maybe that will help you. But if you can feed enough of this into your conscious, it will eventually settle into your unconscious and eventually become a part of your emotional state, which emotional state is everything. So what we're trying to do here is get you into a productive emotional state that allows you to have the behaviors that you want. We're trying to remove guilt and shame, basically. And so let's talk, let's talk about that real quick, a couple different ways. First of all, is we have to talk about win-win. So many times people don't give themselves, they don't feel like they deserve 
money or a house or a car or blah, 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 because they think, they think the world is win-lose. They think there is no way to have what they want without somebody else losing. Even if that something is just somebody feeling bad about themselves because they don't have what you have. <clears throat> and so logically, I'm going to tell you right now, you already have a bunch of things that a lot of people don't have, but you're doing it anyway. So that means that there's a governor in there somewhere. There's some limit of, of deserving you have. So how do we break through that limit of deserving? And I'm going to sit here and tell you that this is my belief. This is my wholehearted belief that you or me or whomever, any human in the world who is not winning, who is not living up to their potential of the utmost, who is not doing every single thing that they are accomplishing, every single thing that they are accomplishable, shit, doing every single thing they are capable of accomplishing. What they're doing is they're sending a subliminal message to other people around them that you don't have to do everything that you're capable of doing either. That's the worst script. That's the worst role model you could be. That is the worst message you could send to others. And so when you win, when you set out and you say, hey, I deserve everything I'm capable of. And, I, and I'm going to give myself permission to go after it. Something really cool happens with people around you. You've given them permission to then go after what they want. You've given them permission to, to feel like they deserve to have everything that they're capable of having. And that's freaking amazing. I'll tell you why that's amazing. Because everything that everybody wants and the, the highest level version of every single person, it's unique to every single individual. So I guess this is kind of bleeding into some point number two. And that is that every single person has a very unique vision for what they want to bring into reality, for what they want themselves to be and what they want the world around them to be. I call that desire. They have, they have individual desires. It's like, a, it's like a fingerprint. It's unique to them. And if they think, if people think, if they don't give themselves permission to go after it, if they think they don't deserve to live from that place of desire, then that little gift that they could have contributed to the world dies with them. And they go to the grave with a song still in their heart. But, but when you give yourself permission to do it, and when you decide that you deserve to live from a place of desire, to bring that unique vision into reality, into the world, to gift the world with it, it gives other people permission to do the same. And now there's more people who are actively contributing to the world in a way that only they can. In a way that only they can. Their vision, their desire is unique. And we need every single person to live from that place of desire and to bring that vision into reality. That is what the world needs. That's the contribution. So if you believe that about everybody else, which you do, I know you do because you're a good person. You're not sitting here being like, that person doesn't deserve it. But if you believe that about every every other person, why not believe that about yourself? And then finally... There's the concept of arte, okay? Excellence in all things. And what that means, and this is, this is, an old, this is a Greek word. Uh, Aristotle talks about it. And so it's like excellence in all things. What does that mean? I'm not good at everything. No, that's not what it means. What it means is that there is a pursuit of excellence in all things. And really, when you take it further and you kind of dissect it a little bit more, what they're really talking about is the fact that 
it is virtuous and it is a moral imperative that you develop all of your gifts to your fullest potential. In other words, it is a, it is a moral imperative that you are a steward of everything you've been given. The, the concept of stewardship survived, you know, the, the Greeks and in, in, in is survived today in Christianity. It's called stewardship, right? You've been given so much. How do you, how do you, how do you, get, how do you handle those gifts? Do you develop them so that you can contribute them? Do you just let them rot away in a closet? Which would be, by the way, the opposite of a moral uh, virtuous thing. It would be a moral faux pas to sit here and be like, I've been given this gift. I've been given this life. I've been given this vision for myself. I've been given these talents. I've been given these talents, which I can develop and then use those talents to bring that vision into the world. I can do that, but I'm choosing not to because I'm scared or because I'm scared Susie from accounting is going to talk shit about me. Right? Because I'm scared of other people's opinions. I'm scared of the arrows that are going to come in my back when I stand up and declare that I deserve more. No, that's cowardly. And so to get back to it, will, will people have opinions about you when you decide that you deserve to have everything you want? When you decide to give yourself permission? to go after your heart's desire. Will people take issue with it? I don't know. And I don't care. But I mean, the answer is yes, they will. And the reason for that is it just makes them uncomfortable. It, like, it just makes them uncomfortable because it, it, it shines a light on the fact that maybe they haven't given themselves that permission yet. And they don't feel that they deserve to have those things. So they don't want you to have them either. And if we're being real, everybody's been there before. Everybody's felt that way about somebody else. Who are they to have that? But then, of course, upon further examination, you felt that way about them because that's how you feel about yourself. And so the best thing that you can do is to continue to live from that place, to continue to live from that place of desire, to continue that virtuous cycle of bringing your unique vision, gifts, and desires into reality. And in doing so, you are creating a wave of permission for everybody around you who sees you living your life. You're creating a wave of permission that tells them it's not like they have to copy you because they're going to go inward then and they're going to look at what's on their heart. And now they feel like they have permission to go after it and they feel like they have permission to deserve everything that they want. And that's when you think about what can you really control in the world? How can you really make the world a better place? It's going to come down to people. How can you make people better? You can't control a lot of things about the world, but you can control your own internal perception and you can control your own behavior and you can control whether that behavior empowers other people around you or keeps them small. And so when you give yourself permission to win and when you give yourself permission to lead your life, to live your life from a place of desire, which is self-leadership, when you do that, That permission creates empowerment. And that's the virtuous upward spiral that happens when you step out into that place. All right. This was a heady one. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll catch you on the next episode.